All right, you need, you need to be loud. You need to be expectant and excited. Hey, everyone across the state, I'm so excited to be with you tonight. Uh, hopefully, uh, we can get the chance to meet all across the state. But uh, yeah, my name is Josh Bull, and I, I'm married to Taylor. She, she's much more amazing than me, much better preacher than me. And fellas, that's what happens when you, when you follow Jesus. You get to marry amazing women who are way out of your league. But hey, tonight, I, I'm excited to share with you and uh, if this is your first time here at Fuse or you haven't been around in a long time, we're so thankful and glad that you are with us. But tonight we're going to be talking about the future. Does anyone ever have questions about the future? Raise your hand. You wonder, what is the future going to look like even for your life? You might be wondering, who's the person that I'm going to marry one day? What's the house that I'm going to live in one day? What's the career that I'm going to have? You might wonder about the future. And tonight we're going to be talking about the future. And if I can side note, just say really clearly, really loudly that Fuse has an amazing future. There, there's a great days ahead for Fuse and that should get your anticipation arise because there are great days ahead of you, Fuse. And you need to know that your church believes in you. You need to know I get to lead Rally, our young adults ministry, that Rally believes in you. And, and not only that, you have an amazing legacy and an amazing past. I remember as a 20-year-old youth pastor living in Australia, leaning in and listening to what God was doing at Fuse. The world is lent into what God is doing in and through Fuse. And it's easy at times to miss the forest when you're in the trees. That God is doing a great work across the state of South Carolina. That's where you give God praise and you can give Him thanks. Come on, that's, let me teach you tonight. You can give God praise for all He's done. So, so I'm excited for what God is doing in and through Fuse. And we're talking tonight about this idea about the future. And if you've got your Bibles, you can get, turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, and that's where we're going to be, be tonight. But to give you some context about this passage of Scripture that we're about to read, this is the Apostle Paul writing to the church in Thessalonica, and he's writing this encouragement to this, this group of believers who are asking questions about the future. They're asking questions about what's going to happen not just in the future of my current life, but life after death. We're about to read these encouraging words around eternity, and we're going to see and look at hopefully something that could change the game and the way in which we live here today. So let's read this together. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. It says this, But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep. That's another word for dead. We don't want you to be uh, confused, worried about those who are dead. This is what Paul's saying. That you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. God's going to bring with him one day those who have passed away. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of a command, with the voice of an archangel, with the sound of a trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then those who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in a cloud to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. If you're taking notes tonight, my, my message is very simple. It's how the story ends. How the story ends. Can we pray real quick? God, I am so thankful for Fuse. 
I'm so thankful for all the amazing things that have taken place within Fuse and the countless lives that have been changed, but I'm so thankful for the future of Fuse. I'm so thankful that we have a hope in you, Jesus, and an amazing story that we get to be a part of, and we can know how the story ends. So I bless your people, and it's in your name we pray, amen. I have learned in life that there are two kinds of people. It doesn't matter the color of your skin, where you're from, whether you're from Anderson, South Carolina, or Columbia, or Australia. There are two kinds of people, people who love to find out how the story ends before it's time to find out how the story ends. These kind of people, you might be one of them where you want to read how the movie's going to finish before you even watch the movie. It makes no sense to me you need healing because it makes literal no sense. And then there's other people who uh, you read the book summary before reading the book. It's like it literally makes no sense why you would not do anything other than read the plot. Like why would you do that? Then there's other people like myself who you want to not know anything about it. You don't want to know the score of the game if you're watching a replay. You don't want people to say it's good or it's bad. Like I don't want to know nothing about how the story ends. There's two kinds of people in life. And I've learned something that in the Christian faith and in the Christian story, we know how the story ends. You might be like, well, what do you mean, Josh? Well, when we read through Scripture, it's very clear and very abundantly clear to us how the story ends. We don't have to have questions. We don't have to have worry. We don't have to have doubt about what the future is gonna look like. Jesus makes it very clear for us. And if we just take a moment, we can see something to be very clear when we read scripture. And if you're taking one thing away from tonight, I wanna give you one simple thought, and it's this, is that Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. Now, you might hear that and be like, okay, what what does that really mean? It has been believed and agreed upon for centuries within the Christian faith. There's different beliefs about certain ways and aspects of this, but it is held true for centuries, this reality that Jesus will return that Jesus is coming back, not some mystical force one day coming back, but no, Jesus in physical body, who he is, will return. And it's important to understand the narrative of of the human story, if I may say, to understand why does this really matter? You see, if we look at the beginning of the story in Genesis, God creates the heavens and the earth and everything is perfect. I want you to imagine it. Just don't think you've heard it before, but think the earth is perfect. There is no sin in the world. There is nothing wrong. It is completely perfect. But then we know how the story goes. Sin enters the world and we now have a fractured relationship with, with God. That there, there, there is brokenness, there is sin, there is, there is heartache within humanity and, and we need a savior. And so Jesus appears on the scene. He comes from heaven to earth. He lives a perfect life. He would die. He would defeat death. He would rise again. And he would spend time with a group of people, his disciples, and they would spend time together and do life together and Jesus would defeat death. And then there would be a time where we hear about this idea of the ascension. In essence, Jesus says to his disciples, hey, I've got to go to the right hand of the Father to heaven to rule and to reign and sit on the throne and I'm gonna send my spirit to dwell amongst you. And so Jesus says to his disciples, you're gonna be my witnesses. I've got a purpose for you. I've got things for you to do. So I'm going to go and my spirit is going to come. 
And this is the moment in history that we find ourselves that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father and His Spirit dwells amongst us. And there will be a day that is promised through Scripture that Jesus, where He is left in physical body, but will return again. And so this is in a nutshell the hope of humanity. That creation yearns for this day when Jesus will return. And you might be thinking, well, what does this mean for me today? Can I just paint a picture for you? This is gonna be the most triumphant, celebratory. This is not Jesus kind of coming in, I'm just, can I come in? No, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Come on, Jesus is saying, come on, I'm gonna be the king. I'm coming to save humanity. I'm coming in and no one will doubt that Jesus is in town. That the whole earth was yearning for this day when Jesus will return. And he will become his judge and he will come and reign forever where there will be no sin and he will restore the earth. And we as Christians have this hope and we long for this day when Jesus will return. And you need to think about and get a picture in your mind of this moment in time when Jesus will return. All sick will be healed. Everything will be made right. Soldiers who are carrying weapons will drop weapons because Jesus is Lord. And so you might be like, okay, that sounds nice, Josh, but how does this apply to me? Like, I'm 15, I'm just trying to get through math class and get my English paper done. Like, that sounds like a nice concept, but what does it mean for me today? I wanna give you three simple thoughts around how does this apply for you today The first thing is that we long for the return of Jesus. We long for this day. Now, this is like a a nice way to say is we have great anticipation and desire and expectation for the day in which Jesus will return. I remember in high school, there was this girl named Taylor. She was extremely good looking. And there was a moment in time where it just hit me. And I was like, dang, I long for this girl. I was like, man, I want this girl. And I start pursuing her and I'm looking, for, looking to kind of create a way where we can be in a relationship and I become pretty much a stalker and she keeps saying no, 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 but I couldn't let a good thing go. And so eight months later, finally, she lets me take her on a date and the rest is history. And now we have a son and we live in Anderson, South Carolina because you gotta long for things in life, people. That's why you give God praise because he gives you great things. But you see, I want you to understand we can long with expectation for this day in which Jesus will return. And it's because it's a beautiful, great reminder that you might be like a 16-year-old boy like I was and you're like, okay, that's okay, a nice idea. Jesus is gonna return. But I've heard about this thing called sex and I'm a Christian, and so I need to get married and have sex. Then Jesus can return. Like, I've got things in life I need to do. Like, let's be honest, can we real talk? This, this is uh, grown people. And you might be like, hey, Jesus, like one day you can return, but I've got to get my degree. Then I've got to travel the world and maybe make a bit of money and have some fun. Then you can return. I've got to tell you, man, you might be 15 years old, but you can have expectation because that day is going to be better than any day you could ever imagine in your life. That day is gonna fill you with hope, with joy, that we can long for the return of Jesus. It changes the way we live our life. We have expectation, we have a vision, we have a hope for a future. Not only do we long for the return of Christ, we have an eternal hope. In the pain, in the heartache, in everything that we go through in this broken, fractured world, we have an eternal hope. 
This is not just some wishful thinking, thinking, oh, Jesus, I kind of think it's going to be good, so I hope. No, our hope is in a person and his name is Jesus. Our hope is in the one who's defeated death and is alive and he will return. So in the midst of the pain, in the midst of the heartache, and everything you might face in life, you can have an eternal hope. Not only can you have an eternal hope, but we have a purpose. We have a purpose. We're not just thinking, okay, one day maybe Jesus will return, but no, you have an assignment now. You have a purpose now. You see, Jesus went and he said, I, I'm, you, I want you to be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. And my spirit is gonna be with you and amongst you and you have an assignment now. And I think the, the teenagers get a bad rap in the world that we live in. That is like, there's this write-off, but you're gonna know tonight that, that we believe in you, but not only we believe in you, Jesus believes in you. That teenagers can change the world, I wholeheartedly believe it. That young, young people can make a stand for Jesus and say, hey, I will do whatever it takes to take the message and the love of Jesus to the people around me. We have a purpose because we know that one day Jesus will return and so now we get to live and have action and go. It starts to look like when we understand this reality that we have a purpose that a young person says, hey, on Tuesday mornings, rather than me just sleeping in, I'm gonna go to school early and I'm just gonna start praying. I'm gonna start begging God to move in my school. And then all of a sudden, one of their friends starts to join and say, yeah, I'm gonna join you in that. I'm gonna start praying for God to move in my city. I'm gonna pray for him to move in my grade and my friends who don't know Jesus. And all of a sudden, some more friends start to come and we start to see a culture of prayer and young people begging God to move. It starts to look like, hey, what if us guys got together and we started reading the Bible together and learning and growing together? It says, hey, I'm gonna be faithfully committed to my fuse group that I wanna be in, that I wanna grow, that I wanna learn. I'm gonna come to fuse every single week and I'm gonna bring my friends because I believe in their life change takes place. We have a purpose. You need to know tonight that you don't have to just wait until one day to start living for God. You can live today. And hope can rise within you because we know that one day Jesus will return. That the dead will rise and we will celebrate and stand in victory of who Jesus is. And what a joyful day it will be. But what does it mean for us today to understand that Jesus is coming back? In 2018 on Christmas Day, I sat at a table much like this. And I happened to be uh, in Australia all of a sudden and I never expected to be in Australia on 2018. I moved to the States in 2017. I was like, we're gonna have this cool Christmas in 2018. But I found myself sitting at the table that I grew up on, sitting there at 6 a.m. on Christmas morning. I'm sitting here trying to reconcile with the news that I'd heard four days before. That my mom didn't wake up. My dad called me and told me, Josh, she didn't wake up. We jumped on a plane and all of a sudden I'm in Australia and I'm hugging my dad. We're weeping together. I've been crying so much for 72 hours that my eyes just hurt. 
So on Christmas Day, I wake up in my family home. I'm jet lagged, so I'm up at like 4 a.m. in the morning. I go and sit at this table. And I remember looking at this seat that my mom would always sit at, knowing that my mom wouldn't sit at this seat today. And I'm trying to comprehend the reality that, that inside our Christmas presents that my mom had wrapped with her name from mom to the kids. We're about to go inside and open them and she's not here. That inside was a recipe book that she had put together for her family because she wanted to have this family meal and she had created this recipe that she was ready to make and it was inside. She brought the ingredients, but she wouldn't sit in the seat. And I start thinking about the Christmas story that Jesus came from heaven to earth as a baby lived a life, came from heaven to earth to die, to defeat death, and to ascend into heaven. And all of a sudden, joy starts to rise within me in this moment. This deep pain that I'm wrestling through, and all of a sudden, this joy starts to rise within me. Because I'm looking at this seat, knowing that mom won't be here for Christmas, but I know that Jesus will return. And I know that one day I will sit at a table much like this and my mom will be there and my brand new son will be there and Jesus will be there. We have hope. So we will go on and walk through this journey of deep, deep, deep pain and heartache. I keep thinking back to that moment on Christmas and thinking through the reality that Jesus will return. And if I die before that time Jesus returns, I'm gonna party in heaven, it's gonna be great. And then I'm gonna join in the cloud of witnesses coming down to celebrate that Jesus is coming from heaven to earth. But you know what it does? Is it gives me a purpose right here, right now. That I long for the return of Jesus. And I have an eternal hope. But not only do I have eternal hope, I have a purpose now. In two days time from today will be my mom's 50th birthday. I gotta tell you the past nearly two years has been the hardest two years of my life. And I'm constantly, I was in tears just weeping this afternoon thinking about how much I miss her. But I gotta tell you, man, Jesus is good gives us hope. I keep in the midst of the tears that they'll hit me in the most random times. And I'm so impatient. I want it to come quickly. I miss my mom. I wish I could text her this on Friday. I wish I could call her, but I can't. But I know where she is. And I know that I'll be reunited with her one day. It's because Jesus defeated death and He is alive one day He will return. So I need you to hear me, young person. Don't waste your life. Don't buy the lies of the world. You're made of forever stuff, so do forever things. Just go all in for Jesus. He won't disappoint. You don't have to try what the world's offering. Do everything that Jesus offers. Enjoy Him forever. Enjoy your friendships. And know that Jesus is returning and He will come back 
And so today we live with a purpose knowing that. Resurrection life, it's gonna be amazing. We have an assignment today. So let's sow into the future. Would you stand with me? We're about to close and wrap our time up, but I just wanna simply ask tonight two questions and then I'm gonna pray and hand it off, off to the campuses that you might've heard me declare this thought about Jesus' return, but you might have been going through some hard things recently and things that you just feel like you're carrying weight and shame. And If you're being honest, maybe you don't even know Jesus, but I believe the invitation is on the table for us to have an intimate, eternal relationship with Jesus. And I just wanna ask you in a moment, I'm gonna get everyone to close their eyes and bow their heads. And I'm gonna ask, is there anyone here under the sound of my voice across the state who wants to know Jesus? You don't have to jump through hoops and clean yourself up before you come to know Jesus. He demonstrated His love for you upon that cross. He defeated death and He is alive and He wants to take all your sin and all your brokenness and you can know Him. So would you close your eyes and bow your heads and I just wanna really quickly ask if that's you, on the count of three, you want a relationship with Jesus, you want Him to be your Lord and Savior. I'm gonna to count to three, and if that's you, I'd love you to raise your hand all across the state. If you wanna know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, one, two, three. It's awesome, there's people raising their hand all across the state. Come on, I believe it. There's people reaching out to Jesus right now. So good. You can put your hand down. And I'm gonna pray for you and a leader would love to come and talk with you and find you after this. But let me just pray. God, I thank you so much for these people who are reaching out for you, that they want a relationship with you. I pray that they would feel your love so intimately and so closely, that they can have hope knowing that Jesus, you're returning and I've got a life to live and they can enjoy you forever. We thank you for the, your, these people. It's in your name we pray, amen. Come on, can we celebrate these people reaching out to Jesus? It's so good. A leader would love to come and find you and talk with you about that decision you've just made. And for the rest of us, Fuse, I need you to hear me. Jesus is returning, so let it change the way we live our life today. Jesus is returning, so let it change how we live today. Make decisions in mind knowing the future. You don't have to be worried about how the future is gonna go. Trust Him. Let's believe that God's got great days ahead for us in the midst of the chaos and everything in the world, we have hope and His name is Jesus. Let me pray for you. God, I thank you so much for Fuse. What a blessing it's been to so many. Thank you for the legacy of Fuse. Thank you for the many people's lives who have been transformed and changed, but I particularly thank you for this group of students who are under the sound of my voice. God, give them dreams and visions. God, give them an eternal hope given perspective of the future. Let it change how we live today. I bless your people. It's in your name we pray. Amen.